0: It's Monday, but I'm not crying. I just rubbed my eyes right before we started. Wasn't that good timing right there? I'm glad I'm wearing a hat. Look, it looks like I've been chopping onions here. Wow. Uh, Monday. Uh, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just It's Monday, you know? Um, it's a wild weekend. And uh, I don't even remember it.
1: Oh. It's I, always a wild weekend when you're Chad Prather.
0: No, it's really not. <laughs> it's really not, Sarah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get caught up. You know, I went to a uh, uh, Saturday like you, you ever you had those days where like you get up like I get up early four 430 in yes. the morning. I'm up. I'm moving. Yeah. So normally I like to take a little nap, like a 30 minute nap sometime in the afternoon. I couldn't make it to the afternoon at 11 o'clock. I laid back down and didn't get up till three on oh, Saturday. Wow. So maybe that's why I don't remember it. I don't know what happened. You
1: slept all the way through it.
0: I did. I missed it, Rip Van Winkle. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the puppet master, Mark, and of course, let's love Brandon at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. It's going to be a great week. Uh, a lot of things happened uh, last week, and and as we headed into the weekend, a lot of things went on. We'll get you some updates on stuff like that, and of course, um, tons to talk about. Not the least of which, of course, tonight, as as we are watching this show. We're about to kick off the national championship. This is real news. Mm-hmm. Forget, forget Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Forget uh, Damar Hamlin and his miraculous, almost, uh, just, just, you have to point to the fingerprints of the divine recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all of these other things going on in the world today. Joe Biden finally visits, visits the border. Forget that. Forget all of that stuff. Um National championship.
1: We've got football to play.
0: My Georgia Bulldogs and the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs are in the national championship. And I, I tell you, I don't, I, it's going to be scary. going to be scary. This Max Duggan kid with the Horned Frogs, he's tough. I mean, that's fair, but I, y- you should feel now,
1: confident-ish.
0: Now, a couple of weeks ago, when they came out with the, because I was on an airplane, I was texting you and your husband. I, w- I was talking about this playoff Thing, the top four, which of course was Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, or' Georgia, Michigan, mm-hmm. Ohio State and, and TCU. And I said, I don't think TCU deserves to be there. I mean I just don't think you play 10, 10 ball games them against Alabama they don't they don't win, but maybe two of those, right? right? Of course, I just like to get everybody riled up. Everybody was fired up. How dare you? Oh, my God. Here comes the TCU faithful. And listen, I love TCU. As a longtime 20-year resident of Fort Worth, I love TCU. I, I, I would love to see them upset anybody in the world except where my <laughs> money and my mind went, and that's the University <laughs> of Georgia. So um, I'm scared of them. I'm scared of them. Uh, we'll see what happens.
1: I'll be rooting for After your team. After the way
0: they played with Michigan, scared of them.
1: I will be rooting for Georgia. So you're a house divided. Yes, my husband, however, will not only because he wants to be he wants his team to be
0: he wants Alabama to be the most
1: recent. Well, he wants his team to be the most recent team to have won the uh, back-to-backs.
0: Oh, I got you. And this will be the first time in this playoff system that there's been a back-to-back. If I'm understanding that right, I don't know. I could be wrong, but anyway. I really I really don't like keep up with the nuances yeah, of all I the stuff. I just know I just that, hear him, bitch. Yeah. I know what the spreads are and I wouldn't touch Georgia at 13 and a half. I hope I'm wrong on that. Mhm. This could be an upset tonight. Should uh, be a good game. I if you're watching this program, I am at the uh, I am at the Boomer Jackson Grapevine <laughs> with some of my buddies that went to Georgia and some of my buddies from Georgia and it's always scary because they're loudmouths. Yeah. They are.
1: Don't go to jail.
0: And I, I, will, I will not go to jail. <laughs> I don't want to get murdered. Um, it's one thing to be loudmouthed when you got a handful of Alabama fans in the room with you. But then we're going to be surrounded by TCU purple. Mm, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you this as, as a little point of trivia and just my little, um, whatever you want to call it, my little tradition. When I went to Georgia, when I took off and went to the University of Georgia at the age of 18, everybody was drinking these things called Roman Cokes. I didn't know what a Roman Coke was. What's a Roman Coke? It took me about a year to realize they were saying rum and coke. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to have myself a Roman Coke before kickoff tonight there at the Boomer Jacks. That is going to be And I a don't lot drink rum or coke, but we're going to have a Roman Coke. Oof. This is a little UGA tradition. There, um,
1: y'all are gonna have to get there early. Well, well, don't That's,
0: you worry about me, girl. Okay, I got my ways.
1: You okay? I don't well. know if you know me or not. Who are you? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I will be the incognito guy with the very big loud mouth. Yeah, um, uh, my buddy Chip from uh, Flower Mound Uh, Chip, Chip, they put him in military school at the age of 15. If that tells you anything, oh, yeah, no. um, yeah, and well, it worked. One of my Georgia boys, we grew up together. <laughs> except for when he was in military school i don't know if you've heard this or not but uh speaking of the demar hamlin injury which of course he woke up and apparently according to the doctors his first written response first written question was did we win yeah which is, that's incredible yeah and of course it was almost storybookish the way they said yes you won the game of life i, I don't know if that's apocryphal or truly happened but whatever it's a great story that's a little great, corny. it's it's great seeing the pictures and the things coming out and uh you know, it, it, look, it's amazing. You you, you know, when you everybody protested Tim Tebow taking a knee on the field, but everybody's celebrating when everybody takes a knee on the field. Suddenly thoughts and prayers mattered mm-hmm. again. And uh, even ESPN analysts were praying on TV and, and telling their co-hosts to bow their heads mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, it's it, you love to see it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see things go a step further. We won't get into all that, but, you know, I'd love to see things go a little step further with all of that stuff and, and, and it not just be a – it, it, prayer's not a good luck charm, right? You know, and this is football. There's a lot of tragedy that happens around us day in and day out, and I wish that, as I stated on social media, while guys are trying to crush each other's skulls over a leather ball, I wish, you know, and then suddenly they stop and they come together and pray. I wish we could do that um, in society. Yeah. I don't think we're close to that yet, but don't especially especially when Scientific American writes an article by uh, someone named Tracy Canada, anything Canada, I don't care if you are Canada or named Canada, Tracy Canada, who is an assistant professor of cultural anthropology, that's a mouthful, that is. cultural anthropology, uh, affiliated with sports and race projects. So, you know, where we're headed already. Oh, gosh. And... Um, Said her research uses sport to theorize race, kinship, care, gender, and the performing body. I mean, what a connection there. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) what? Kinship, care, and the performing body. Um, She's currently working on a book project about the experiences of black college football players. But she wrote an article for Scientific American titled The NFL's Racist Race Norming um, is an Afterlife of Slavery. Now, the uh, funny thing about that is uh, that if you go to, if you look at the top paid NFL Mm -hmm. athletes in the league today, let's take quarterback. Uh, Number one is Aaron Rodgers, 50.2 million. He's a white guy. Because he's white. He's white, of Mm -hmm. course. But Russell Wilson, 49 million. Not white. Kyler Murray. 46.1. 46.1. Deshaun Watson, not white. Uh Patrick Mahomes, a, a measly 45 million. Mm-hmm. Not white. So if this is the afterlife of slavery, give me That's some of awesome. that. Awesome. Give me, up. me some of that. <laughs> um, you know, if you go through so so 58%, the her argument was that. Injuries in the NFL, like DeMar Hamlin, they disproportionately target blacks. Now, I I thought all that was taken care of when we put end racism on the end of the end zone, (laughs) on the the carpet, you know. But it apparently disproportionately affects blacks. Now, the NFL is 58% black. So, okay, proportionally, yeah, there's an odd that you're going to have a little more than half the time it's going to affect a black person. Uh, 71% of the NFL is a person of color. So, you know, if you're a POC, you got a good chance mm. of getting hurt on there, just proportionally speaking, statistically speaking. So uh, um, here's the way I encourage you young people, especially those of you majoring in cultural anthropology. Here's what you do if you want to be successful. You take any news headline, Anything that happens that, that suddenly everybody's talking about, something that, particularly if it ever changes the language, right? Like if it changes the language, you talked about this last yeah. week. If overnight people are talking about something called cordis and you've never mm-hmm. heard of cordis, this, this, is, this is a story, yeah. right? This, you, you know it's a story when they're changing the vocabulary. When that happens, here's what you do. Find a way to attribute it to racism. <laughs> figure out how whatever happened disproportionately affects black people and you're golden <laughs> right yes i mean i'm just giving you tips for the future yeah. if we're going to exist and successfully successfully in a postmodern society my truth your truth and nothing else matters but the way i feel about a situation particularly a socioeconomic geopolitical or anthropological situation or scenario just pick a way that it affects black people and you're golden That's the key to success. You could talk about the way comedy affects black people. You could talk about the way medicine affects black people. We could talk about how Kevin McCarthy being named Speaker of the House. How the fact that it took 15, it took 15 votes to get Kevin McCarthy in there. Why couldn't it be 14? The 14th Amendment was the one that freed the slaves. (laughs) Why did they have to go one more than 14? See how that works? You can make any kind of correlation whatsoever. Uh, And and they do. And they do. So Tracy Canada, which, by the way, is a very racist name, (laughs) since most Canadians are indeed white. Mm. I think that it's all a little, uh, little suspect.
1: Tracy got called out. Tracy
0: got called out. A lot of people, you know, the blaze is notorious for, on our social media pages, posting articles about another young person that suddenly died. And everybody's like, why do you guys keep making this correlation? We've never made any correlation. We're just pointing out that a young person suddenly died, mm-hmm. mysteriously died. And they're like, why do you guys keep, you, you guys are point out, pointing out the, the blah, blah, the machine." Mm. It's like, no, we're not pointing it out. You're, you're drawing you're the, the correlation. One, right. We're just saying this young person who had an inflamed organ that wasn't even a vital organ passed away mysteriously. We're trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We're asking the question, what is going on, right?
1: Which I feel like probably everyone should be asking the question and wanting to find the no, answer, to. Oh,
0: come on, Sarah. I'm just, just saying. Nobody should be asking questions. <laughs> Sorry. Shouldn't do it. And, and, and listen, I... <laughs> you should never question anyone.
1: Definitely not authority, for Don't sure.
0: Don't acquit, listen, right. uh, CJ came out the other day with a video questioning Dan Crenshaw. Hmm. In fact, we have that clip. Play it for me, please.
2: You hear a funny story. My representative, which is unfortunately Dan Crenshaw, just basically told those 20 GO peers that are holding out their votes for Kevin McCarthy that they can F off, and of course I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> But the ironic part of all of that is he told them they need to be men and they need to be adults and they need to quit with their platitudes like Washington, D.C. is broken or we're sick of the status quo. Listen up, Dan. We are very damn sick of the status quo and we think that Washington, D.C. is a very, very broken. Our border is wide open. Inflation is out of control. They're sexualizing our kids and politicians like you are doing nothing about it. Listen, it's not a winning strategy just to be like, a little bit better than a democrat which is basically what you're doing so I'm proud of those GOPers at least they're getting something done and sending a message that we're sick of people like you.
0: that that she was in, in the door of my house I was not there so I don't know what furniture she's slapping right there <laughs> first of all I just noticed that part of the video so Dan sent her a message And he said, he said, hi, you're accurately portraying my message. Thank you. I hate platitudes. Platitudes are for campaigns. Platitudes are for mindless candidates run by consultants. I believe you supported one, actually. Real men and real women tell the truth. If they stand for something, they say clearly what it is. Some of these 20 are doing that. Chip Roy is a good man trying to get to a conclusion. Most of them can't articulate a damn thing. Most of them haven't bothered to introduce a single bill about the border or the cartels killing Americans. I have. Get some facts straight and keep singing your songs. Ooh. Now that's Texas Representative Dan Crenshaw.
1: Get some facts straight and keep singing your songs? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's not a good look. Yeah. So, you know, Dan, who's a guy, again, once, once upon a time, I considered Dan a friend. I, I've i been concerned the last couple of years with old Dan. So she responded back and she said, hi, Dan. And I have her permission, by the way, to share all this. She said, while I feel that your reply to my video was sarcastic and condescending, I actually Very. really appreciate you taking the time to respond. As your constituent, I have the right to disagree with your voting record and your rhetoric. I assure you that despite your implication, I am well informed, a well-informed voter. Have you considered the fact that the Freedom Caucus represents the ideals of many, if not most, of your constituents? When you refer to them as terrorists for standing up for my values, I take offense to that. If you actually would like to have a sincere dialogue with a concerned citizen in your district, I'm available. I want the best for our country and hope we can agree on that. So... That is pretty condescending, Dan.
1: I would say borderline chauvinistic as well. It's chauvinistic, but when Sexist. you call
0: when you call fellow GOP Republicans who are taking a stand for what they did mm-hmm. terrorists, oh anything goes at that point. Anything goes.
1: I mean, he really is. Look, I'm not going to put him <laughs> on the same level as <laughs> Cornyn, but
0: uh, I, I I will go so far as to say he's a Liz Cheney. Oh, for sure. I, I mean. At this point, I think a guy who apparently started out well mm-hmm. is not doing well.
1: And I think he is um, one of those people who's made a lot of money in the yeah, he stock was a, he, was, he was
0: ahead of Nancy Pelosi in terms uh-huh. of investments. Mm-hmm.
1: So just consider that.
0: Consider and listen, that. I've known Dan a long time. Dan wasn't making those kind of, those kind of investment decisions years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. I've been on his wife's podcast. She said nothing about her consulting firm. Very interesting. Suddenly how all that comes along. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, Dan. Uh, one of our most awesome days of the month is when our box of awesome from Bespoke Post arrives. I think i got one in my mailbox right now, actually. Uh, so um, I just tell you what, whenever I open it up, I never know what's coming. And it's always really cool stuff. And yes, I order it. I pay for it. I, they don't give me anything. That's how much I believe in it. And uh, one of the coolest things about Bespoke Post is the surprise and every unique item that they send you is hand curated from a small business that you probably never would have heard of otherwise from cozy essentials to travel must-haves cocktail kits box of awesome has everything you need this month to get started take the quiz from boxofawesome.com your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you now they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories each box is valued at around 70 dollars but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. Free to sign up. Skip a month. Cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Use the code WATCHCHAD at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Use code WATCHCHAD. 20% off your first box of awesome. Boxofawesome.com. Use code WATCHCHAD. We'll be right back. Well, miracles happen um after two years in the oval office or somewhere licking the windows in his delaware basement joe biden decided to make a stop at the southern slash texas border on his way to a visit to mexico city he didn't go to eagle pass he didn't go to you know del rio he didn't go to any of the hot spots where the border crossings are truly happening no he, he made a little stop a little two-hour jaunt down to el paso el paso texas and uh, wouldn't you know it they cleaned the streets up for him take a take a look at this so here you see some of the before and after there these are the same streets same areas you see the migrants the homeless uh they're, they're out there on the street just sleeping and uh then all of a sudden you see just prior to joe's visit boom they're gone streets are clean i don't know if they ran one of those street sweepers past and just blew them right off of there but um They uh, a lot of them have been arrested. Their camps have been taken down. Some have been sent back to Mexico and they did this all last week, you know, leading up. I mean, I I understand you want to have a safe place for the president of the United States to visit. But don't you want a safe place for the citizens of that of that municipality and that town to live in, Um, you know, El Paso? Which, you know, some consider to be a pretty big epicenter of the border crisis. They saw up to 2,500 illegal immigrants crossing the border every day in mid-December. Um, I, I have to argue that and say El Paso's not the hot spot. And one guy that knows is the host of a, of a pretty good show called uh, The Bottom Line with Yaku Boyans. Yaku Boyans. Yaku, my good brother, my friend. Welcome. Where's the hot spot on the southern border? The
2: border. The All of but, it. But yeah, but, I, but thanks for covering that. And thanks for showing the before and after. It's kind of like when your in-laws come to town, right? and you clean the house but the house never looks that way. <laughs> yeah. Cuz your kids are running and swinging from the rafters and this every and then it's clean for 3 days and it it's not right though. You know, I'm just thinking about Rudy Giuliani walking in 911 and standing in the rubble. Right. And say, "See it. Yeah. This is what they did to us." Yeah. Right? Where are those moments of saying, "Hey, this is what but, of course, Joe won't self-implicate like that. They, they clean it up. Now, I was in El Paso. Let me tell you something about El Paso at the moment. We got people coming out of the manholes in the streets. Mm. The, the 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 Trump wall, and we, we're shooting a documentary at the moment called Borders to Bridges, and we're standing there, and little little a little giveaway here. We do a, a citizen's arrest, mm. and we get Turkish guys from Turkey, mm. and we hold them, right? and Border Patrol releases them. We catch them. They're coming through the wall with the, With a gate in the Trump wall is left open permanently. And they've put wrongs in the canal so they can climb through on purpose. This is all in the documentary. El Paso is bad, but it's not the worst. You need to go to Eagle Pass yeah. right now, and we're back there. At our, we've got an event at Eagle Pass called Renewal at the Border. Right that's now, the 21st. The You're 21st. The January 21st. Everybody welcome. Come on. we got musicians. Couldn't get the cowboy to play. I haven't really asked him yet, but maybe he'll come play. <laughs> His music's good, by the way, but no, honestly, Eagle Pass, Chad is it's it's bad, brother. And and yeah. we, you have to. Our focus is we're gonna go serve the ranchers, and that's the conversation nobody's having is what's happening to private property owners, their livestock, their fences. This particular ranch we're on, the woman's name's Magali, and Fox mustered up just enough confidence to put a small clip of what I gave him on the Jesse Waters show, and I'm and I'm thankful for Jesse because he speaks up. But Magali, I'm standing with this woman and she said, Hey, can you p- please just come pray at my property? Mm. And I said, What is it that you want us to pray for? And she said, I want you to pray for the spirit of death to leave my property. Now, they've got a pecan ranch, seven miles of border. It's a lot. That's quite a. It's a lot of pecans. Okay? Yeah. She has personally discovered 10 dead bodies on her property, four of them children. And then Border Patrol, don't show up to process the bodies. There's no autopsies. Those bodies go into graves. And and this is what our ranchers are dealing with, man. So Joe Biden is not going to see that. They're not going to take him to the grave sites of the baby John Doe's, two-and-a-half-foot graves of babies. You don't know their names, and they're buried. They're not taking them there. No, he's not going to see that. He's going to stand on that corner, which our amazing friend Sarah Gonzalez that a second with me and we're standing on that corner. That's a ground bus stop right there, the picture you showed. And it was anarchy, and so they just clean mm-hmm. it nicely, and they show America, see, the border's secure. But let's go, f- let's go four miles up to the private property where there's no fence, and every cartel member is flooding across the border. It's, it's a full-blown invasion. Yeah, It's not good.
0: Well, a lot of people saw the picture of um, um, Greg Abbott handing a letter to Joe Biden. And there were some details of what that letter entailed. There's the picture there. And a strongly worded letter, right? That's what politicians do these days, write a strongly worded letter. Um, You are going down to the border often. You know, I've seen you in some of these encampments. I've seen you in... Just some really. We go both sides of the border. We you, go into you, Mexico. You've been on both sides, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're African American. You can get away with that. Yes.
2: The uh, I'm just waiting for the reparations. They're not coming here. <laughs> <you yet>. <laughs> I mean, I check
0: the mailbox every morning. I'm like, it's going to come. You, 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 as and a, as I play and I play pro ball. You're so a former NFL player, so you surely to, it's coming. You, Chad. you picked your wrong time to be in the NFL. You should be doing that now. Surely it's coming when you're getting. You know, you should be getting. Um, you know, some, some of that some some of that unjustly taxes because mm-hmm. you get treated unjustly as a person of color or whatever <laughs> you are. I, uh, <laughs> but I've seen the videos. I see your, I see when you go live. Hey, God bless you, man. Some of those live videos, I can appreciate it because you, you're always waiting. You've got to wait a few minutes for people to get on there, right? And then you were doing the one, you were flowing and going right there on the river, and then the dust storm kicked Dude, up the sandstorm. Oh, I, like, <laughs> I was like, here we go. I felt you know, so bad for you. But- and, and I hate
2: lies, right? But you yeah. got all these people, like 4,000 people lining up, right? And they're just being taken in. There's no, yeah. There's no question. Health and human services is an afterthought. Yeah, there's no nothing right and yeah I, I didn't know you saw that one but the dust you sit in this bowl and and you hit
0: yeah I've I I, I seen them all I, I saw, ate a lot of sand brother and then you day. were in the then you were in the uh you know God, it almost looks like a bomb shelter when you're in there when you're in that little deal it's an abandoned it house it's all in there yeah. and it's and no. I, Joe Biden's not going to those places no. is my point no he's not going down to to see the elements
2: can you imagine for no. a second, chat. No. If Joseph Biden stood in that abandoned house, which is a, 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 which is a stash house for the cartel on the U.S. side of the border, everybody knows it, yeah. where they get undressed. Can you imagine if he stood there and we showed those images with him? This country would be—the border would be shut
0: down tomorrow. So what are you doing, man? you jumping on a private jet, helicopter. How are you getting down there? You got chauffeurs taking you to the border, getting no, you down buddy. there to expose all no, these things, no. or you got the red carpet rolled out for you? How are you doing this? Getting in a pickup
2: truck, doing eight and a half hours of driving, 10 hours, 12 hours of driving at times. And then we cross in, right? And you know when you cross in, because at night we're in full full gear, yeah. you know, armored, night vision, the whole deal. When you cross into Mexico, all that stuff stays behind. You can't even take your flag jacket in. So you don't take unarmed. And, and in this documentary, we go into the red, red like the brothel districts uh, in Juarez and, and um, in some other places where children are being trafficked. And he, I'm going to do something on your show that nobody knows. We have five interviews mm-hmm. of Guatemalan, Honduran, Cuban citizens saying that they were kidnapped by the Mexican National Guard in process to the border. So they get on buses, the cartel gets them on buses, and then the bus stops, and Mexican National Guard members get on the bus and say, pay us $500 U.S. or you don't proceed. Oh, wow. They take them to a warehouse and they keep them, they hold them. And we've got this on, on record. So at some point, we've got to ask the question of what's the Mexican president, and he's, come on, man, he's accountable here. His southern border is wide open, right? right. He's allowing people to flow through. So no it, it gotten hairy at one point some of some of your best buddies that are former seals will tell you there's a thing called a kill box, and we're traveling through this really bad area in Mexico. We'll leave it undisclosed for the moment and we get stuck in this alley where it's buildings up high in this cartel and two days after we were there is when the shootout happens in the same location is close to is where they broke out the twenty guys out of prison last week, yeah. So we get into some hairy areas, but we have to show the American people Chad, uh, chat how they're being lied to, I mean because they're going to see footage tomorrow of
0: Joe standing and the border's closed yeah closed and and I go even further back to to Greg Abbott, who keeps posting up these wall panels he where he goes on Tucker Carlson says, no, we're putting up wall." He's putting up a few panels on private property. I mean, again, if he's able to put up these wall panels and supposedly be so effective as the Texas governor, as he's campaigned on and then promised after his election, why is he handing a strongly worded letter to Joe Biden, right? Because we know that it's not really happening. This is it's politics not. as usual. So, you know, would, would you would you have, and you got the rally coming up on the 21st. And by the way, let me just say to everybody, um, you have a controlled environment where you're doing this rally. Yeah, on a private property. On yeah. a private property. Not for migrants.
2: We're only right. serving Texas ranchers, law enforcement, families who've lost a family member to either suicide or, you know, because we have Border Patrol, that's not good. Yeah. So we're serving those communities. Um, Operation Barbecue R- Relief has got some pitmasters flying in serving nice. these guys. we got a stage. we got music. got things for kids. We want to serve our fellow citizens, our fellow Texans. Yeah. We want to tell them we see you, because I promise you the president's not telling them
0: that. No, he's not when doing he's down that. There. So yeah, those of you in South Texas or those of you that want to make the trip, head down to Renewal at the border and uh, and, and join Yaku and, and, and all of our friends down there on the 21st of January. Um, and people have seen these images, right? They've seen the, the people under the bridge at Eagle Pass. They've seen the crossings in Del Rio. They, they've seen everything from the horrors of bodies floating in a river to, yeah. you know, the the underwear tree the panties tree where yeah. the rape, these tree. rape victim the rape tree yeah. where they throw their underwear up in the tree we've seen all these things what you're documenting now is taking people further in on the human element of that you're telling stories that nobody else is really telling um, right? we're,
2: we're exposing the american ngos fo- you know funded by the federal government wow. in mexico and this side of the border because it's it's us ngos way left but funded by the taxpayer, so co-opting the taxpayer into this. Yeah. And we're showing how they're actually enticed. So in, in you know, our work is fighting human trafficking. So human trafficking is force, fraud, coercion. Well, all three are present. This is the largest human trafficking operation in in maybe since slavery in Egypt, when the Israelites were enslaved and mm-hmm. moving them into say, hey, come build some buildings for us. So so and that's on the hands of the president. So and I say this: Joe Biden is facilitating the largest human trafficking program, so is Greg Abbott. Don't the same week, Greg Abbott says it's an invasion. He declares it an invasion. So Chad, here's what we expect. If the governor says it's an invasion, you expect Texas Guard to be flooding to the border. You want to see action. And I'm on the border that week, okay? So he sends the Texas um, military department. Right. And under that is a little bit of Air Force. People may not know. We have some Air Force there and and the State Guard and a National Guard and they're putting up concertina wire half a mile either side of the POE, the point of entry. That's it. Mm. Right? And they do it quickly and those boys work hard in forty-eight hours. Sure. Come with me to the private ranch where you could drive a dirty bomb into the US with a semi truck where there's three inches of water and in the cartel. You've seen it. And the cartel, it. It. And the cartel has a house with cameras on it, looking at us, but we're not looking at them. Yeah, No, it's a joke. So that letter that was just handed, I've got no question in my mind. I like Dan Patrick. Uh, Ken Paxton is a champion. He helps us fight trafficking. Abbott's talking. It's yeah. all talk,
0: 100%. I can't say I disagree with you. Which is why, why I voted for you. Points. Thank you. I appreciate that. I Seriously. Do. I appreciate that. Yeah. Some people get it. border would have been it. closed by now. It would be closed. If that hat was in the Capitol. 100%. Yeah, I know it. Should have been my inauguration, but hey, you know everybody thought it was a joke. Ah, uh, those who know know. Let's get some money behind me. No, we'll see what happens next. <laughs> put a fire under your butt. See what you get elected to do. We'll hey, see. We we'll gotta talk do about something. That. You know, if I go, you come with. Are we Let's do go. Something? I don't have to put a fire under your butt. You're the most highly motivated man I know. Yeah. So. Pretty, pretty, pretty motivated. Pretty motivated. <laughs> I love you. Rebel with a cause, brother. I love you, brother. I love you, too. Yaku his show is called Bottom Line uh, with Yaku And, of course, you could just Google Yacob uh Ministries. You're going to find this guy all over the place. Support him. It costs money to drive down to the border, by the way, to do this, to bring this information, to fight human trafficking, to do all the things that Yacob is doing. So support him any possible way that you can do that, not, not the least of which follow him on social media. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Right. God bless you. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's that time of the show. You know what it is. Uh, folks, when tragedy arises, uh, as it so often does within the margins of a illuminated manuscript that is our world's ongoing story, we sensibly tend to miss its full weight and, when we hear about it at all, chalk it up to a fallen and unfair world where bad things sometimes happen to good people. We know that's true. Uh, there are, after all, 8 billion people wandering around the Soul Rock. All of them are doing things interesting to themselves and... Many of them are doing things interesting to most of us. Indeed, the everyday struggle or even leisure of living life itself affords us only so many hours in a day with which to go about our business and to follow every trail that leads to every piece of human suffering on offer is a thing well beyond our kin. Whew. However, our minds are so designed as to seek out patterns, and when one emerges, we often do take notice of that. So let me tell you a brief tragic story, and you tell me if it sounds familiar to you. Campbell County Memorial Hospital on the day after Christmas of this past year, 2022, pronounced a 17-year-old basketball player named Max Sorensen dead from apparent sports-related injuries. Peritonitis was the preliminary finding in the subsequent auto- autopsy, and further results have yet to be released. Now, if you're not familiar with this particular medical nightmare, the Mayo Clinic defines it as, as uh, peritonitis, peritonitis happens when the thin layer of tissue inside the abdomen becomes inflamed. Now, this can be caused by infection from bacteria, cirrhosis, appendicitis, ulcers, diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, or pancreatitis. It can also, it should be noted here, be caused by a rupture inside an organ in the abdomen, and and that's what Campbell County Coroner Paul Wallen is gravitating toward as the cause of this young man's death now basketball may not be the most violent of the sports out there but it's not without its share of blows to the abdomen so it sounds like an open and shut case right well unfortunately that's where you would be wrong and let me get this straight out of the gate i'm not saying he didn't die from a sports injury but remember that thing i said about our mind seeking out patterns well Max is only one of a ton of young people who have died suddenly and tragically, and in many cases inexplicably uh, inexplicably of late. You you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, well, I recommend you spend five minutes or so on Twitter and all the fun you can handle and then some will be given to you. Now, the tragedy of this death is unquestionable. I encourage you to look this young man up and read his obituary. It's truly touching. And what I want to address here is something fundamental that exceeds the scope of the reporting on this one death. We either have a serious problem here or we don't. Now, the point is we need answers. Look, as I said before, people die all the time in society and we lack the time and energy to do, 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 do due diligence in the finding out of every detail of every death. So first principles, since we're working from an oddly blank slate, Is it the case that young people have often been dying randomly at roughly the same rate as they are right now, and we just rarely noticed it because there's too much of that in the world? Or is this something different, something new, something, dare I say, sinister? Here's what I don't want. The pendulum of opinion between what we seriously oversimplify into right and left nevertheless swings widely out to the crazy edges of both directions. We should never assume malice, for example, where stupidity and incompetence will do nicely enough. We should not come to an uneducated and blanket conclusion that young people are keeling over from some malignant and, shall we say, planned force unless we truly have the proper evidence to do so, and we can lay that evidence out in a clear and concise way. In short, we cannot approach this the way the left Approaches things strictly from our feelings. It may feel like a lot of kids and young adults are dying suddenly and without properly attributed cause, and they may be. But feeling it isn't enough, and that doesn't mean ignore it either. It means we keep digging, we dig, we dig, we dig until we hit the pay dirt of truth. Then, and this is another area where the left would fail, but we must not, we let the chips fall where they may. If we're wrong, we admit it, and if we're right, well, God help us all if we're right. I hate talking about these young people because these are families that are grieving, mm-hmm. right? These are these are these are children, yeah. in in many cases. And, and look, at my age, you know, <laughs> to me, Damar Hamlin's a child, twenty-four year old kid. You're a kid. When I was twenty-four years old, I was a parent, but I was still a kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you got to be careful when you say these things. People say, "Oh, this is a young man from a hometown," and blah, la la. la i know but it shouldn't be happening and we're we're asking why this Mm -hmm. is happening you know i mean again
1: you should want the answers more if that's your right like if they're from your hometown they're in your family whatever the case may be that should make you want the answers more not less
0: never let me do a monologue that has the phrase do due diligence in the middle of it again okay Or inexplicably. (laughs) Inexplicably. (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday, I'm telling you. And maybe the first time I've ever failed to wax eloquent in one of those monologues. (laughs) It was still fine. But but you got the point of what I'm trying to say. I mean, that's a delicate thing to even talk about. It really is. But you got to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, you got to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, by God, if one of my kids, you know, Lord forbid, something happened to one of my kids, I'd want to know. I'd want to know. If nothing else, just to give me some peace, right? And I and I think anybody out there would be the same way. Yep. I would hope so. But you know, we're living in a world where, again, everybody wants to come at me and say, "Oh, all you do is post these things." No, I'm telling you, we got to, something's going on. And everybody's out there saying, "Well, it's this, this always happened." Has it? Hmm. Has it? I mean, I, I could tell you. Tragedies that have happened in my own life with people I know and things like that, but usually we could point to why. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. There is we can't point to the why, right? Well, and the the rate
1: yeah.
0: of which it is occurring is seems. Yeah a lot and how readily available these stories are Mm -hmm. like you know you used to hear about say oh i I could name off names of people that have died accidentally or suddenly in my own life in the last 50 years kids i grew up with young men things like that i could tell you the why though right and and they y'all and i could tell you every single one of them by name because those episodes were so rare right you know but i can still tell you why I can still point to what happened to them, you know, uh, fell and hit their head or, you know, a tree and literally a tree branch fell out in a thunderstorm and hit them and killed them. I mean, I, huh. I, I know I could tell you the stories as to why. So yes. these are the things that I'm saying, I don't understand the why. And so we're asking the question anyway. Hang tight. Be right back. things first of all can we talk about these shoes you're wearing please i, I would love it if we, we did we never really showcase the shoes now there's the there's the crazy people in the live chat that <laughs> say all kind of weird things about you do they uh, yeah there's oh. a lot in the live chat
1: well i just created some more weird things being said about me
0: yeah <laughs> uh, you'll be on wiki feet tomorrow
1: <laughs> well listen as long as i maintain my high rating on wiki feet that i apparently have <laughs>
0: What kind of rating system do they do? They give you like ten toes for Sarah Gonzalez.
1: (laughs) I think it goes up to five. Is
0: there like okay, you get five toes? That five toes. I have four point
1: eight toes. I think last time I checked. Um, I haven't checked in a while though. (laughs) Admittedly,
0: you know, I somebody sent me a message and said uh, during the break and said um, they totally unrelated because this is we're taping this earlier in the day than you're watching it. Somebody they said uh, they sent a message to me and CJ and said one of you needs to run against Dan Crenshaw. Now, Jameson Ellison, my good friend Jameson Ellison, ran against Dan Crenshaw and got, I think, 16%, 17% of the vote. Um, and I, I love Jameson. If I were going to run against Dan, and I have no problem running against Dan, mm-hmm. let me just tell you, it's going to take $10 million.
1: Right. Yeah. It's going to
0: take $10 million because every, every evil uphill thing there is to run against Dan Crenshaw. He is part of the machine. He's part of the machine. You are not
1: taking the machine down without no. massive amounts it's of It's going to take $10 million. Yeah.
0: And even then, it's questionable. So if you want me to run against Dan Crenshaw, I'm in his district now, so mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. I have a residence in his district. He is now my congressman. I could run against him. Um, let me know. If Venmo. You want, if you want, <laughs> yeah, Chad Prather, twenty two. We'll do it fifty cents at a time. Chad, at Chad he Prather promises 22.
1: he will set that aside and save it for the campaign.
0: Now, now Dan walked back his terrorist comment. Just to be fair, he now again I don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean, right, after intense amounts of pressure to do so. That doesn't yeah. mean he didn't mean it at the time.
0: Because, you know, he did, he did during the negotiations, during the election of Kevin McCarthy, as Speaker of the House, you know, that Freedom Caucus got a lot done. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, let's just look at that. You, you sent, mean those terrorists, the Taliban those, The 20, terrorists, yeah. They got a lot done for the country, it turns out.
0: You know, that the whole idea that uh, you got to read a bill before you pass it. Right. You got 72 hours. Yeah, uh, so amazing. controversial. You know, things like uh, border security and, and, um, <laughs> and uh, term limit mm-hmm. discussions of term limits. And here's the thing. Here's the most impressive thing is if Kevin McCarthy doesn't do a, does, if he backs out on any one of them, bye-bye, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Very. So, you know, I sat there, to, I, I was texting you. You were watching whatever that garbage is you watch on TV. 90 Day Fiance. I was watching.
1: <laughs> I'm not proud, okay? But I, I do was, watch I it. was
0: watching these hearings. That's how boring my life is. Everybody thinks I live some kind of glamorous crazy life. You know I don't. I'm I know boring. you don't. I'm boring as F.
1: Well, that's why I joked with you about it earlier. Like, oh, the wild weekend that Chad yeah. Prather has. He lives this rock star life. No, he doesn't.
0: No, I, I stay I stay cloistered in my <laughs> large estate. <laughs> Uh, the dogs, with Biscuit there, just every time somebody moves outside. <laughs> a, a dachshund is a guard dog. Uh, I'm telling you what, I, of all my dogs, the do- Biscuit is the one. Like, <laughs> those brains are crammed into a skull way too small. Uh, but I watched that whole thing, and, and I saw Kevin McCarthy. When, whenever Gates, Matt Gates, walked up to, I was actually messaging with Lauren Boebert. Uh, during that time, I love
1: that you just slide that in there. I
0: know, I just name dropping. So, yeah. Lauren and I were talking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, during the breaks, right during the breaks, and uh, <laughs> Lauren loves me. What can I say? And right at that moment, I went over to somebody had tagged her in Instagram, and I clicked on her. I was like, "Oh, Lauren has an Instagram." So I clicked over, and there was I sent you a screenshot of it. There was the follow back, because yeah. Lauren's been following me. Lauren Bobert's been following me on Instagram, and I wasn't following her back, so. That's the Shame most important on, yeah. thing. Now we talk. Yeah. Anyway, and I, I think she's amazing. She I think she's, she's so incredible. Right. Yeah, I love she's her. She's a trooper. And uh, Matt Gates is, uh, I love how these guys, like, what's his name, Toupee, uh, <laughs> wanted to attack Matt Gates during that whole thing. I'm watching all of this stuff, yeah. right? Because when Matt Gates walked up to Kevin McCarthy and basically they'd gotten the call from DJT, I don't know, mm-hmm. but Marjorie Taylor Greene's holding up the phone that just says DT, Donald Trump. And he walks up to him and basically they're like, don't, don't adjourn this deal. And so Kevin McCarthy's running around. I, I've never seen like a kid who feels like his Christmas is being stolen from him. I mean, you talk about a guy who really wanted this position.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't even say he, I mean, he did want it, but it was more than that. He felt entitled, entitled to it. To it. Like, I'm going to get it. He, he was already moving his stuff into yeah. the office. As we I mean, talked he,
0: about. this was like, this was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And Gates made a valid point. He said, you give positions of power to the people who don't want it. Right. Not to the people who want it so right. bad. That's, that's not the problem. not
1: people who feel entitled to it.
0: So it was necessary to hold this guy accountable. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I appreciate them. And I texted, I sent Lauren a message. Uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, <laughs> Representative Boebert. I sent her a message telling her, thank you. Yeah. When the whole thing was done, I said, thank you for doing Exactly what you did. I'd read it to you, but I'm giving you the gist of it. Thank you for doing exactly what you did. There are those of us out there who appreciate your stand. Mm -hmm. We appreciate the courage. We know that you've taken a lot of heat over this, and and we appreciate it,
1: including from our own from our own people, right? I mean, you saw what her exchange with Hannity, who tried to grill her on why she was still, you know, uh, standing strong.
0: Well, he owes her an apology. Exactly. Um, Here's – Crenshaw said – he said, look, things got heated up. He said, obviously, people took offense by that. It's pretty obvious. It's meant to be a turn of phrase. I've got pretty thick skin. I'm called awful, vile things, very same wing of the party that I was fighting at that moment. So I was a little taken aback by the sensitivity of it, but to the extent – but I have colleagues that were offended by it. I sincerely apologize to them. Apologize to them. I don't want to think. I actually believe they're terrorists is actually a turn of phrase that you use in tra- intransient negotiation. Uh, he says a figure of speech. Okay. People need to lighten up and grow some f- thick skin. That's Dan Crenshaw. Oh,
1: that sounds like quite the apology.
0: Yeah, they need to lighten up and grow some f- thick skin. That's what I think about that. I'm so sick of like these hurt feelings. I already got criticized earlier because I call them something else. You know what? You step into the octagon, be ready to get punched in the face. Um, okay, Dan. They need to be men and adults and say what they want instead of playing these little games. Uh, that's what we're asking. That's what I've asked them. Some of them are my friends. Stop playing platitudes like Washington's broken. We can't go to the status quo. Can't do the status quo. Um, so there you go. Hang tight. We'll be right back. When Alex, when Alex Stein was confronting him, you brought up the point during mm-hmm. the break mm-hmm. it, when he was confronting Dan Crenshaw. He didn't have thick skin. He
1: didn't seem to have f- thick skin, did
0: he? <laughs> he sure didn't. Mm-hmm. He sure he got didn't. all worked up. Uh, Hey, if you're thin-skinned, do not come to our new Buckwild (laughs) comedy tour. Uh, You can get my dates at chadpratherlive.com. This is not a Buckwild show, but I will be in Lexington, Kentucky, Friday night at the Manchester Music Hall with uh, several hundred of my closest friends. So get your tickets now at chadpratherlive.com. And, uh, yeah, Sarah, God bless you. You've got the new improved uh, uh, American Beauty by Sarah.com. Oh, we've got some really
1: fun things Big stuff happening. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. All right, stick around, uh, go dogs, all that good stuff. We'll, we'll, let's keep this conversation going into tomorrow, shall we?
1: Shall we? Shall we? we? Shall.
0: All right, uh, blaze.tv.com/slash/chad. Use promo code Chad. We'll be back tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Bye.